and we have Mr. I Stay What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is the student master teacher, Mr. I Stay Woke, Chris Monroe, and I'm right back at you with another real estate video. We got a special treat for you tonight. We got a beginning wholesaler, beginning investor, but guess what? He ain't a beginner no more. He closed five deals in less than five months and maybe more. We're going to get to his story and more how he did it, how he found the buyers, all that good stuff. If you find any of this information that we're going over today valuable to you, be sure to smash the thumbs up button and share it out. Somebody else might want to hear this information that's trying to get into this game and do it. So without further ado, let me see if I got my brother Richard coming in all the way down from Louisiana. What's up, bro? What's going on, Chris? Everything's good, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I know you came into the game swinging and showing everybody how to get this wholesale thing going. But for people who may not know, give a little bit of background of how you even found out about real estate, and what you were doing before you got into real estate investing. Absolutely. So uh, let's rewind back to around um, early May. Uh, my cousin sent me a video of, uh, uh, was it Mark? Mark Whitten talking on The Breakfast Club. And he was speaking a little bit about, um, you know, real estate investing and wholesaling. And granted, I had never heard of anything like that before. So it was intriguing to me. So, you know, I, I went and did some research um, and, I, you know, I started gathering uh, some information about real estate investing in general and um, watching videos of wholesaling and whatnot. And um, I started just trying to, you know, implement what I would need to do in order to, uh, you know, be successful with that. And then. You know, like once you get on YouTube and you click on one video and another video leads you to something else. So um, that's how I came across it. And um, for me, um, only thing I had to do was just try to like reach out and connect with uh, a couple of people locally. And, um, you know, I went on went on Facebook, local groups, added some people and uh, shout out to my boy Chevy. So uh, one of the key things like when you're getting into this game is to, uh, you know, network and connect with people. So like I said, I, I got into the local face, Facebook groups, reached out, and I was like, man, can you just, uh, I'm interested in, in learning real estate. Can you kind of show me the ropes and, and show me what to do? So he was like, yeah, man, absolutely. So, you know, I linked up with him and uh, followed him on a couple of appointments. And um, he showed me, you know, how to break down, uh, calculating the ARV to what properties need to look for, um, to gathering info uh, about building a buyer's list, to a whole lot of stuff um but it's, it's you can teach yourself how to do it everything is online everything the contracts online you've got a lot of people teaching material like yourself uh on youtube so you got you kind of got to get lost in the mix and, and, and lose yourself on youtube and then just kind of put yourself out there and you got to have confidence in it too so, right right I hear you. And networking is very important because what they say, your network is your net worth, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Most definitely. So do you feel like it was difficult for you when you first started out or do you feel like it was kind of easy because you knew to find somebody else that can kind of hold your hand through the process? Um, well, I'm not going to lie. It was a little in, in the beginning, the first couple of months. Uh, well, I mean, the first couple of weeks, rather, when I was really like learning about it. It was a little bit overwhelming trying to learn all of the information at one time. 
but um, I just kind of, like I said, I, I kind of took it slowly, and then I started reaching out, and then I looked at, you know, certain comments and stuff like that on Facebook, and I started putting two and two together. But um, it, it really was beneficial to have uh, a mentor to kind of show me the ropes, though. So um, to back it up before what, what I was doing, um, you know, I, I went to Louisiana Tech, graduated four years, got a business degree. But, you know, for me, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always had an extra hustle uh, in my game. And, um, and I was into the, the whole reselling sneakers thing for a while. So I've always been looking to, um, to further myself and to, to try to make myself, uh, put myself in a better financial situation. You know, I'm in the, in the stocks and all that stuff. So when I came across this real estate stuff, you know, anything that I do, I go 100% full drive. So um, that's, that's why I wanted to get into it. And, and it's working out so far. I know that's right. And so when you were doing the sneaker selling and stuff, is that just online or were you selling a hand-to-hand combat boots on the ground? No, I was boots on the ground everywhere. I was, you know, going to the stores at 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning, buying up like five, 10 pairs, then posting them on Marketplace, reselling them, or I was posting them on uh, on eBay, uh, Square, Kick Square, all that stuff. And, um, you know, I, I was really, I was, I was selling a lot of them. Um, but, you know, the market, it got saturated because, you know, Jordan brand and Adidas, they started competing. Jordan want to put out more pairs. So pairs start sitting in the stores. So the resale market kind of like dwindled a little bit. So uh, and I was looking for my next move. And, you know, this real estate stuff came up. And it was like, hey, <laughs> here you go. I know that's right. So it was a I, I think it probably is a better transition for a person that has some type of sales background, some type yeah. of skills to where, you know, we've actually sold something because that's how it was for me. I came right. from the resale business as well. I'm an okay. auctioneer too. So 25 and I, 25 and I, 45 and I sold. So I do all that. And so it was like, when you learn how to sell stuff, like flipping paper, real estate, I can do that. It's ain't yeah. easy. So you think those skills that you learned in that was easy to make it for you to, you know, close up a couple of deals real quick? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was it, basically everything that I did when I was running my, you know, my sneaker business, it helped me uh, basically, you know, have that confidence to be able to talk to people for one online and in person. And um, everything that I did, you know, with, with my sneaker business online, I implemented with running my real estate business, um, you know. And then when I did my sneaker thing, you know, I only got like um, I didn't register for LLC. I just I just registered for a trade name. So mm. when I did when I, yeah, when I when I did the real estate thing this time, I tried to do everything the correct way. And I had a couple of missteps, you know, with taxes and stuff, um, with, uh, you know, with, with running my online sneaker thing. So I wanted to make sure everything was done correctly this time. So I did my homework. Uh, you know, I bought a couple of books, you know, the wholesale book. Been going to seminars left and right, just trying to fill my brain with so much knowledge so I can, you know, possibly help somebody that's trying to come on and somebody that doesn't have a clue as to what wholesaling is. Today's broadcast is being brought to you by WokeSkipTracing.com. Look up phone numbers and email addresses with ease, with pricing as low as only 15 cents per match. Not per search, per match. If there's no number or email address, you don't pay. Get accurate data in just minutes. WokeSkipTracing.com. That's WokeSkipTracing.com. All right, so when did you actually start and what market are you in? Uh, so I started, let's see, around the second, about the second week of May. Um, yeah, because the first week I was just doing a lot of research and I had reached out to my boy Chevy 
about the second week. And I'm in here in Bossier City, Louisiana. But we got a sister city that's right next to us. So it's Bossier Shreveport. Um, a lot of my buyers like the Bossier area as opposed to Shreveport. It's it's a little bit more upscale. It's um, it's better living conditions. But um, there's still a good market in our, you know, in Bossier Shreveport. I got Harden. I got Minden, Monroe. So uh, Monroe? Monroe. Yeah, Monroe. <laughs> and then I got my, then I got, shout out to my cousin. I got my cousin, uh, he, he's in New Orleans. So I got some boots on the ground in, in New Orleans. Shout out to my cousin Adonis and uh, Amon. He's in Dallas. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to expand to where we, you know, I have people on the ground in, in different areas so I can get them to where I'm at so they know how to do it and then they can put their friends on. So uh, just trying to expand a little bit, but I'm all over Louisiana for right now. Makes sense. Makes sense. You got to spread that network. Spread the love. We got a couple people checking in over here. Let's see who we got here. Washington, D.C. checking in. Chris Birch. What's up, bro? Who else we got here? Let's see here. My guy, Super Proud Kid, the real Chevy. I see you. That's somebody you know. Yeah, that's my boy Chevy. What up, Chevy? <laughs> Chevy, Chevy, say checking in. That's right. Cool, cool. If anybody have any questions while we're going through this, uh, this talk here, put it in the comments. We'll try to get to it uh, with a Q&A before we get up out of here. So uh, you say you started in about the second week of May. And how many deals have you closed so far? Uh, so, so far I've closed five deals. So you telling me you just started, let's see, May, June, July, August, September, less than right. five months, you can close five deals. Right. And yeah, people saying deals. it can't be done. Yeah. And I was, I was one of the main doubters myself because I was like, man, how, how does how does somebody do this? You know, I'd see people post their checks and post uh, you know, the stories and stuff in Facebook groups. And I'm like, I made up that I made up my mind like that was gonna be me. So I, I set my set my mind to it and I, I did what I needed to do to, to put in motion uh everything that's that's transpired so far. All right. So let me ask you this. So uh when you first got started or how you're operating now, what are you doing to find and attract motivated sellers? Um so what I like to do is what they call driving for dollars. Uh, and they have a nice app that um, basically lets you pull the owner's info. Um, and it's a, it's a data research point and you can see who the owner is. And from there uh, I'll skip trace the owner's info and I'll get in contact with the owner and see if they're interested in selling. But I like to drive around certain areas, what they call the hot zip codes. And I'm looking for abandoned houses, distressed properties, um, high grass, uh, 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 code violations on the windows, no curtains, stuff like that. Those are key indicators that somebody's not living there or it may be a, um, a property owner that's just not doing anything with the property. So um, I'll pull up and I'll go take a look, look inside and I'll pull out my little deal, deal machine out, pull up the owner's info skip trace and i'll just call them right there on, on the spot i'll send them a postcard as well because if they don't answer or if the number's not good they'll still get a postcard right so you double touching them you touch them with right. some mail and then you touch them with let me see i might have one over here one of these little cards a little yep. deal machine card right if i always tell people to sign up for that thing too i mean especially to try it out i tell them put in that promo code woke for a free deal credits and a free trial so that's definitely deal machine is a is, is, it, it changes everything but people want to yeah, be cheap what do you think about people say i just need to save money and don't spend no money on marketing and just do it the free way what do you think about that no nah, you i mean you, you got to put a little bit of money in there i mean there, there's some apps out there uh like deal machine prop stream those are key to 
running a successful real estate investing business because you need those those data points to rely on to have accurate information. Um, if you're trying to do everything the cheap way, you're going to end up coming up short. So uh, one thing I learned a long time ago is if uh, if you want to do something to be successful, you got to invest in yourself. So you have to invest a little bit of something. I mean, it's, it's really no paper up front, but if you want to make it good and, and be successful, you're going to have to put a little bit of something into your business and what you're doing. I know that's right. And so when you say you were looking for, uh, so your main way of gathering and getting new sellers is the driving for dollars. Uh, do you put out signs or anything like that too? Or, or are you only doing the driving for dollars mostly? Yeah. Putting out, uh, putting out banded signs. Um, also I'm looking, I'm scanning Facebook marketplace, looking on Craigslist. Um, I have some friends that are contractors, roofers. So if they go on a job, um, they may talk to somebody and I may get a referral. Like two of my deals came from a referral. So somebody I went to school with, you know, he's in a roofing business and um, he sent them my way. He went to talk to the owner. So, and then, you know, I cut them off. I, I broke them off some, some of my commission that I got from the deal as well. So it, it's, it's enough money for everybody to eat. So um, that's, that's a, a few different ways to, to find uh, motivated sellers. Yeah. And I would agree with what you're saying there when it comes to networking, because you definitely got to, you know, start talking to people. You might be somebody right in your family, somebody right on your block, a neighbor that you cut the grass for when you was a kid, anything. They want to sell a house and you right on the block and it's a deal right in your lap. You don't know that. Like, Wait a minute. Don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that definitely. So, um, when, so when you find these buyers or these sellers, I'm sorry, when you find these sellers, and you skip trace them. What kind of conversation do you have with them when you call them up? Is it like kind of like a cold call? Like you just are they are they mean to you? Nice to you? How do they respond? Uh, was well, it's half and half. I mean, most some most of the time when I'm picking up the phone, I'm calling them. Uh, you know, I introduce myself as Hey, I'm Richard. Um, you know, I'm a local real estate investor here in the Shreveport Bossier area. Um, looking to pick up some properties here in your area. Are you interested in selling? I mean, you either get a yes or a no or what's, what's your offer? You know, and I'll, I'll say, well, let me uh, compile some numbers and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll try to get back to you, but you'll know if you have, uh, uh, you can gauge whether it's a, a motivated seller or if you're talking to um, an owner with multiple properties, cause they're going to ask you what's your offer up front. Um, but you can take the conversation a couple of different ways. Uh, you know, you just kind of want to build rapport and ask them, you know, how long they've been in the house. Um, have you done any updates? What repairs are needed? Um, what's your motivation for selling? You know, what do you plan on doing with the money after you sell? Um, and that's that's how you kind of get the ball rolling. And then, you know, you tell them a little bit about yourself. Like, hey, you know, I grew up in this area. I know a little bit about this area. And then say, hey, well, uh, let me let me compile some numbers and I'll get back to you. I'll save you contact info and I may give you an offer, um, you know, in a couple of days. Or uh, if it's possible, I'd like to come check out the property. So, and, um, you know, you schedule a time that's convenient for, you know, both of you and you kind of go from there. It makes sense. I mean, it's so powerful with the questions, you know, cause my motto was when I go in the phone with any of them, I know nothing. I know nothing. I just right. know to ask good questions. Let them tell me what their situation is and see if I can solve that problem and ease that pain and soothe it for them. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best way, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you, you get, you get better, you know, you get better with each, uh, conversation that you have because first time you might start off like uh hey i want to buy your house 
but then you kind of like you know you, <laughs> you, you gotta sound confident though yeah you're like not a realtor or anything but i just want to buy your house but, you know, i, I want to buy your house they ain't gonna respond to that you gotta sound like you know, you know what you're talking about right you gotta be confident no and no and that's why i say that's why a mentor is so important because they're gonna let you know things to say and things not to say and um and, you know when it's a deal and when it's not a deal when to walk away those are all things that are key uh you know to this to this game i know that's right so the deals you're doing when you get a person on the phone to say they want to sell do you go out to the house or do you lock it up over the phone how are you doing are you doing any virtual wholesalers uh well I, I usually try to set up a time frame to go check out the um check out the house uh, i have a couple of contractors that I'm, I'm good friends with and uh i'll bring somebody out there for me and get a repair estimate before I shoot it out to my buyers or anything like that, I like to go check the house out for myself. Now, I did did I did have uh, a couple of deals with my cousin who's in New Orleans, and um, that would be I guess you consider virtual because since he's there, uh, you know, he sent me the info on the property that he found on his route. I input it into the deal machine app, and we called the lady, talked to her, you know, ran some preliminary numbers, and he went out to the property and checked it out. So. Um, that's that's pretty much what you do once once you get them on the phone you know you go set up an appointment check the property out and then you kind of go from there and then you, you want to give them an offer if everything looks good makes sense makes sense so you got to gather that information you got yeah. to be a, a professional information gatherer like how can i help this person how can i solve their problem a lot of people go straight into the deal like oh how much and what you need and how much you want it like right. no you need to find out that pain point you got yeah. to solve the pain for them because if the if you can't solve the pain, the numbers won't mean anything anyway, yeah, right? They don't mean that. The, the, the numbers don't mean anything. The money doesn't mean anything because you got to be helping the seller, you know. So that's that's the key point. You got you got to try to find something so you can help the seller, and um, if the numbers work, then everything will work out, you know, fine. That's right. That's right. So any event you come across somebody who wants to sell, you do your calculation to see what your offer is and say their mortgage is more than what you can offer. What do you do with those deals? Do you refer them off to someone else or do something different with it? Um, well, I'll just tell them, uh, you know, usually I'll sell them like, well, uh, unfortunately, you know, we can't do anything with this property, but I may have somebody that, that can help you out. And I, I do have a couple of realtor friends, so I'll send them any dead leads that I, I, I can't do anything with. And, um, you know, maybe they can do something with them, but it helps because uh, having that relationship with a realtor, let's say if, if I'm trying to find comparable sales on a house and I can't find it myself on prop stream, you know, they got better access in the MLS so they can pull it straight out of the MLS and, uh, you know, give me a comparable sale on that property at no cost or not, no expense to, you know, to them. But uh, it's just just having that relationship where like, hey, can you help me out with this or they'll be like hey um do you have any uh any leads or do you have any um any flips or any, any rentals you're looking at that you want to you know unload so that's that's the key thing too like building building a, a good relationship with realtors too a lot of people think well i don't want to work with a realtor but realtors have bad attitudes no realtors are just investors just like us exactly i mean when they don't have listings they're doing the same thing we're doing right there you go and you got to find competent people around you whether it's a real estate agent whether it's a title company or an attorney yeah. whether it's another investor wholesaler or whatever they are competent people because there's a lot yeah. of competency running around here you know that right yeah 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 a lot of incompetency a lot of daisy chainers a lot of people posting false information not calculating the arv correctly so and i know as you know i've had conversations with some buyers and 
that's kind of uh, one of the things that they don't like is people coming into the game not really knowing exactly how to you know how to successfully gather the right intel to give to them. So they'll get an email and be like, you know, what is this? Like this doesn't this don't like this don't make sense. Like or or they'll just put it in their junk mail, not even check the email. So um like I said, you gotta have confidence in what you're doing and, and know what you're doing. So yeah. going, to these, going to these seminars and networking with people is just gonna make it's gonna make everything that you're doing run a lot more smooth. Okay, I know that's right. So, um, with your deal finding, are you uh, do you have people that's out driving for you as well to find your deals, or is it just mostly you? Uh, it's mostly me. Um, I have I have a couple of partners that you know that do it too, and if they find something, they'll send me stuff. Um, I did. I put out a, 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 a ad on Facebook a couple of months ago, like because you remember when the when the when the you the the Uber thing came out where people were paying Uber drivers to try to get them to to find properties for them and send them to them. But I never really got anywhere with that, but that is a good, uh, a good strategy to implement, you know, finding an Uber or a Lyft driver to, to pick properties for you. And then, you know, you kind of break them off if it leads to the closing table. But uh, for right now, I'm just, yeah, for right now I'm just driving by myself and, uh, you know, finding my own leads on, on Facebook, Craigslist and whatnot referrals. So you getting a lot of leads from the freeway. So are basically free. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, at, at some point, I do plan to scale. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna give too much information on that, but I do have a couple of things in the works to where it's gonna be an automated process for me because um, I do work full time. But the way my schedule is set up, I work two, then I'm off, off two, then I work two, I'm off three. So I got a flexible schedule. But for the days that I am at work, I want to have a system in place that can generate leads, that can uh, make make calls, that can um, set appointments for me and, you know, run numbers and maybe even send over a contract. But um, that's something that I'm working on. So, yeah, that makes sense. You got to have a plan of execution. What are you going to do next? What is the next step we're going to do in this deal? So it makes all the sense. So um, you said you don't want to mention what you're going to do too much. Don't tell me you're coming into the St. Louis market. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> I'm just messing with you. But everybody that's watching, make sure you give this video a thumbs up. And if you have any questions, post them in the comments there and we'll see if we can get to them before we go. Um, as far as uh, finding cash buyers, what are you doing to uh, actually find cash buyers once you get a deal under contract? So uh, that that again comes down to networking um, and knowing if you do have a good deal, the buyers are going to come out. It's, it'll be as if you stepped on an ant pile. If, if the numbers are good, it's a good house. Um, and everything works for the buyer, whether it's going to be a rental property or, or whether it's going to be a, a fix and flip. Um, you know, you, you can post the ghost ad on Craigslist. Uh, you can post the house. Uh, I mean, not the house, but you can post the details uh, on Marketplace. Um, and I've been using MailChimp a little bit, too. So, I mean, it sends multiple emails at one time. Uh, you just shoot the details in there and you can shoot about 100 emails at once. And, you know, you can you can see engage when they're opening it um so that's that's been uh successful for me uh you know posting my leads on craigslist marketplace and uh just telling you know a couple of realtors referrals and stuff like that makes sense makes sense you gotta definitely let people know because if they don't know you they can't flow you most definitely nah, nah. <laughs> so that's uh so you find the cash buyers now you say you send them out on craigslist and stuff are you sending out the address or what kind of post are you putting up when you put it online to put it on like craigslist facebook and marketplace and things like that 
Oh, uh, well, I'll, you know, I'll post the, the address, especially if I got in a contract. I usually I do my contracts for 30 days uh, to give room for an inspection period. And um, I'll put the details of of the the property, um, the repairs, estimated repairs needed. Um, you know, my asking price, which includes my assignment fee and, uh, you know, the bed, bathroom count, pretty much everything that that uh, the, the details covering the property. And, um, you know, from there. If they have any questions, you know, I'll leave my email or phone number and they'll reach out to me to either schedule an appointment or they'll just call me to pick my brain about the property and, and ask about anything else that they need to know. Um, also, another thing, like when you're talking to sellers, like at, at in the beginning stages, you kind of want to see if, if they'll disclose anything about the property that you need to know uh, before you get the ball rolling. Mm. Which, which once you bring it to the title company, if they have anything out there, it's going to come back. But to save you time, once you build that rapport with the seller, you kind of want to ask them, you know, is there anything else that I need to know about the property that could help you, you know, along the way before you get too deep into a deal? Yeah, most definitely. You got to go ahead and ask good questions. That's why I said I asked about 50 questions. If I didn't ask <laughs> 50 questions, I didn't ask enough. <laughs> right. You know, like straight up. I want to know everything. What's your mama made name? I want to know it all, baby. So that's how I try to do it. Get all that information so I can make a fair and intelligent offer that makes sense to make sure that, you know, it's a win-win situation. We do want to definitely help people out, but, um, you know, we don't want to just be out there swimming with the fishes, not knowing what's going on. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right. Right. So uh, can you tell me a time when you were working on a deal and uh, it didn't go as planned, like it fell through, a bar flaked out, title work was bad, something like that? Right. So uh, actually, uh, one of my, well, this was the second deal that we closed uh, while I JV with my boy Chevy on this deal. But uh, it took about two months um, to get to the closing table. And at one point I was like, uh, you know, man, I, I want to go ahead and get, get the deposit back for that because it didn't seem like it was going anywhere. So the title had some issues. Um, and this is, like I said, the, the seller didn't disclose that to us at first. We were under the assumption that everything was clean. Everything was going to come back. We had a whole lot of buyers in place uh, ready for the property. So once once it got hung up, uh, it just got stuck at the title company for a couple of months and they had to, you know, do their thing on their end. And um, yeah, it, it almost lost lost faith in the deal. But, uh, you know, it, it finally came through about a week after I, I was saying, man, let's go get that EMD back. You know, he was like, nah, man, sit tight. It's going to be straight. So. If it, it finally came through, but that's another thing in this game. You got to have patience. Uh, that's key. Uh, your follow-up game has to be key. And um, like I said, you got to do your due, your due diligence, um, which is, you know, trying to find out if, if anything else is going on with the property before it gets to the title company. So mm -hmm. um, they clean everything up though. So if you got a good title company, man, they'll, they'll clean everything up and they'll, they'll keep you abreast of what's going on. And man, we work with some, with some good people at this title company. I love them to death, man. So you got some killer title company closes down and they closing deals, locking them down. Like, damn, I'm locking them down. They closing them down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's what you got to have them do. You got to have a good team. And that makes total sense. Let's see what we got here. I think we got some questions over here. Let's see here. This is your big brother, Tyrone, contractor for hire. You already know. <laughs> They're trying to get some stuff over here. Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Your mama maiden name. What? What is this? Say they say anything on the internet. You never know. <laughs> so um, so so that so that was one of the times that it was a struggle for you for um, dealing with that. So 
what kind of tips or advice would you give somebody that's just starting out, haven't closed their first deal, that's thinking that this stuff can't work? What would you say to somebody like that? Um, you just got to keep your foot on the gas. I mean, there they're going to come times where you may be a little dis discouraged, but there's always going to be more deals out there. That's, that's the thing about this real estate. It's, it's ever evolving. It's forever evolving. There's always going to be somebody needing to sell a house. There's always going to be somebody wanting to buy a house. So um, if that's not uh, motivation enough for you to keep going, uh, I mean, I, I don't really know what else to say because there's a lot of people buying and selling out here, no matter how, uh the industry shifts so you just you just got to keep going keep networking um keep researching keep reading you know like i'm, I'm reading this thing now on, on buying notes and stuff so i mean you, uh -oh. you got to keep filling your brain with, with knowledge about this real estate game man keep going because the deals are going to come like like max said it's just one deal away and then once you get yep. one you're going to want another one and you're going to want two three so and uh another thing i, I want to show you chris like and this helps me out. My boy Chevy kind of, you know, taught me this a little bit. Like, build yourself a little board to kind of show, uh, you know, what deals you got in place, uh, you know, your potential leads, keep track of everything, you know, stuff that you close so you can see your goals and your successes outlined right there for you. So, I don't know, but I, I tell you one thing. I think you don't need a bigger board, man, because you did put you putting in that work down there. <laughs> but you got to start somewhere. Ain't nothing wrong with yeah. that. Yeah, man. So yeah, that that help. You know, anything you can do to get organized, that definitely makes a big difference. I agree with that. Yeah. So when you got your board on there and you get that thing filled up, what you gonna say? Oh man, I done I done filled up the board. I don't know what to do. I gotta go buy another one or a bigger one. Got to buy a bigger boy, yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So, um, so what is your plan going toward the future? You going to stay wholesaling, or you going to try to move over to some other stuff? Like you going to do some fixing and flipping yourself? What do you plan to do going into the future? Well, uh, in in the next the next six months, what I set a goal for initially when I started out in May, I wanted to do a hundred k in assignment fees before I jumped into the rental game, before I jumped into uh, fix and flips. So, I'm almost halfway there. Once I get there, I think that's going to be uh, my next step is um, trying to get about two or three rentals and um, and going from there. But like I said, I got to figure out a way to scale my business uh, with me working part time, with me working full time so that I can get to that goal. So, you know, I'm, I've done about uh, 34, 35K. I'm almost halfway there. So um, I'm giving myself another six months to get there. And then I'm going to try to jump into the rental game and these multifamilies. That's where it's at, multifamily. You're right. <laughs> That's where the cash flowing, yeah. Cash flow is king, baby. Give me some cash flow. I ain't looking for no cash. Just give me the cash flow. That's that's where it's at. And then that's you know the another thing I want to you know I want to stress to you know people that's that's just starting out and you know they're they're in these groups and they're seeing people poster checks and stuff like that. Like they're good. It's a good amount of money, but uh, keep in mind you do got to pay taxes on it. So you got to put put a little bit aside. Get you a good CPA. Uh, get your business in line. Get your LLC. Make sure everything is lined up. New Heights Property Group. You know, you make sure everything looks good on paper, and um, you want to set some money aside to not only put in back into your business, but to to put it back for taxes as well. Yeah, because Uncle Sam is waiting on you. He said, "Oh, you think you're gonna be successful, huh? Give me that check, baby. They're gonna take your money like this, fake money, <laughs> fake money." 
They're going to be waiting on it. <laughs> they want they cut. They, you said you made some money. You heard Bernie Sanders said he want to tax you, tax all the billionaires. So, you know. Yeah, man. Right. Trying to get rid of all the billionaires. Come on, dude. I know that's right. I know that's right. Let's see here. Somebody said, what book is that? Terrell Darden said, what book was that? You just had a book up, I guess? Uh, yeah. I don't know if he's referring to this one. How to buy real estate for 40% off. Yes. Who is that by? This this by Scott Carson. He's a he's a local guy here out of Bozier. Um, but he he travels all around the nation. He got a YouTube channel, right? Yeah, yes. Matter of fact, he does have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Okay. His thing is, his thing is flipping notes. Yeah, um, I was watching his videos. I, I woke up to it one day. I watched about 40 videos of his. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and this other one, this is uh you can get this one off Amazon. If you can't wholesale after this, I've got nothing for you. Uh, it, it breaks down everything step by step, real informative, um, and it, it instructs you how to basically do the whole thing. So in that book, as a matter of fact, I haven't read it, but I think it says something inside of there about find buyers first before you find sellers. Is that the way you do it? Or what do you think about that? Or should you be getting sellers first? Um, well, it's easy for, for me because I thought about it that way, but it's easy for me now to find deals because I already have buyers in, in place. But when you first starting out, I would say just find deals first because the buyers are going to come. That's so no right. Matter, yeah, you find a deal no matter where you post the, the deal at or who you tell the deal about, you're going to have buyers like flock to you because it's, it's a good deal. And it's, it's a numbers game. So, I mean, everybody wants it if it's a good deal. I agree with that. A deal is a deal is a deal, no matter how you right. want to pay that bill. <laughs> <laughs> right. So everybody like, oh, I got to go find buyers. I'm like, buyers everywhere, man. Bring a deal. Yeah, everywhere. Everybody. Bring a good deal. Everybody buy. You a buyer. If I bring your house for one dollar, I bet you come up with a dollar for it. Right. Now everybody buying. Say the number got to be nice and low, though. That's the trick to this whole thing. Yeah. Low. So that's cool. That's cool. Anything else you want to share with the people before I let you go? Um, man, I'll just say, man, like, um, if you're looking for something to get into, something that's going to change um, your financial situation, I definitely recommend real estate investing, man. It's, it's changed my life tenfold you know in just a short amount of time and, and and i'm excited about the future and connecting with uh some people that i'm already working with and uh the, the sky's the limit with it really the sky's the limit if you want to retire yourself at an early age this is this is it man this is really it i agree i agree the only thing i'm wondering is why wasn't i doing this 10 years ago right. like man i've been asleep but i mean you got to be ready for this stuff because this is important yeah. stuff and a lot of people don't realize you're actually affecting people's lives. You know, dealing you with are. closures, dealing with people that's going through problems, divorce, uh, right. bankruptcy, all type of issues. And people right, say, right, well, right. up market right. in the down market. There's always going to be a market. People going to die every day. Right. People like, going to go to jail. People going to have problems. People going to get divorced. So there's always going to be somebody buying. And you just make sure you're on the right side of that equation every time there is. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Like I was going to say, I was going to share this little story like, one of my deals for one of my deals I, I had like a, a twenty thousand dollar assignment on well i ended up getting the property uh under contract for about 57 grand um the owner she lived in florida you know so her husband passed away she's still paying a mortgage on this property she tried to list it last year she couldn't get anywhere with it i think she tried to list it for like 80 grand 85 grand couldn't couldn't get anywhere took it off the market and i was just you know driving by one day um skip traced the number reached out to her and i talked to her over the next like two or three weeks just checking back checking back with her and she said she was 
waiting to hear back from her attorney. And then, you know, one day I was just like, well, what's your attorney's number? I'll call him. So she gave me his number. I called him. I talked to him. Um, and then uh, I was able to uh, move forward with the deal, made her an offer, which was the 57000 was actually 8000 less than what she owed on the mortgage. Actually, 9000 sorry. $9,000 less than what she owed on the mortgage. Um, and she accepted it. Like, I, I told her I would, you know, we can restructure the, the deal to where I can offer the full amount of the mortgage. She was like, no. But it was because I had built rapport with her and um, she was comfortable that I was going to be able to help her out in this situation. She was like, no, I'll cover the nine grand. I'll accept your 57000 So I marketed it to uh to my cash buyers in the area i put it out there for 80 um ending up uh getting a contract the buyer for 79 um and and in in this whole process uh she had to do succession paperwork had to get some of her daughters from uh upstate to sign off on it so it was about a two-month ordeal but after i got it on the contract man she sent me the nine thousand dollars that she wanted to apply to the mortgage she sent it to me like two weeks after the deal. Like I had never met this lady, never talked to her, never other than just texting and talking on the phone, but never seen her. But she sent me nine grand to my account, you know, and it, it, it just sat there for two months until we were ready to close the deal. And then I made out the cashier's check for the nine grand and applied it to the mortgage. But it's, it's, it's just that building rapport with people. Um, and you never know where, where it can take you because you're helping somebody. That's that's a need. And I was able to help her. So, yeah. I, I, I definitely understand that. I mean, I just had something similar like that myself. I had a lady, they owed 120000 on the loan, and they let me get under contract for 95000 So they're going to bring $25,000 to close and to close the deal. Now, that's yep. crazy. You wouldn't even that's, think anybody would ever do something like that. That's insane. They know it. I'm saying, you sure you want to bring 25000 to close? I mean, there's another way we can do this where you don't have to do that. No, we're ready and prepared to do it. I said, yeah. oh, well, I, I can't tell you no. <laughs> crazy man i mean you don't know what these people are do so don't assume anything that's what i would say off of this whole thing here don't assume anything with these people because they might take your offer they might bring money to the closing they might let you take over the payments on the house they might rent it to you i mean they they can do anything you don't know what people are thinking everybody's mind works different unless you ask you gotta ask and you gotta be a good listener build good rapport and uh try to raise up the score yeah so there it is. So where can people connect with you if they want to connect with you on social media, things like that? Um, well, you can reach out to me on my personal page. It's Richard Creighton. Or you can hit me at my, my Facebook page. Uh, it's New Heights Property Group. Um, Instagram is the same handle. Um, and that's that's pretty much where I'm moving at, man. So if, if anybody knows, if anybody looking to try to sell their house, you know, get at me. So you buying only in Louisiana. Say, give me some Louisiana, right? Well, either Louisiana, I'm, I'm trying to venture out to, to Dallas where my cousin is at. I know uh, Fort Worth area, it's a little crowded market, but he's always finding stuff. So I'm trying to venture into that market, too. There you go. Just connect with Dutch Jackson. He'll hook you up in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we're going to do it there. Let me see if we had any other questions over here before we get up out of here and do some more woke stuff. Uh, let's see here. Uh, like I said, anybody watching, make sure you uh, hit that thumbs up button and share this video out if you haven't already. Let's see what we got here. Nope, just a bunch of no questions in here, just some uh, comments. 
nothing special here. So other than that, um, if you haven't joined the Woke Real Estate Investors Group, check that out. That's a place where we're talking about all types of creative deals, virtual wholesaling, all this stuff we're talking about here. We talk about it right in that group. And that's where a lot of people actually ask questions and, uh, you know, do things like that to where we can actually know what's going on. Let's see here. That's on the join the free Facebook group. There it is. Bow. Drop it in. Just got to think about it. Bow. Just like that. So we're going to follow you and uh, more blessings to your brother. I appreciate your time today. And uh, that's going to do it. All right, man. Thank you for the opportunity to come on here, Chris. I appreciate it, man. All right. Keep in contact with me, bro. Thanks. I'll let you later. I know. Like I said, everybody, if you haven't joined that free Facebook group, Woke Real Estate Investors, go ahead and check that out. Also, if you're looking for contracts, cool gear and coaching or coaching, you need some howdy to hold your hand. Like my brother said, there, get a mentor, get a coach. I'll help you out a little bit. I want to help you too much, just enough to get over the hurdles. If I give you too much, you won't be able to fish for yourself. I'll just teach you how to fish. I don't want to give you the fish. So that's how we're going to do this. And if uh, if you have any other questions, comments, or concerns, drop it in the comments. Connect with me on all social media outlets at Chris Monroe STL. That's Snapchat. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Facebook. All of them at Chris Monroe STL. And finally, if you're looking for some cool leads coming in your way, WokeSource.com is the website for everything you'll ever need. Post in the comments. You got any questions and comments and I'll catch you on the next time. Other than that, do what you do, be who you be, and I'll see you before you see me. Whoa, 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 whoa